Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I really hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. Welcome, everybody, to my Poetically Saved podcast. I'm so glad you decided to listen today. Um, If you are new, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy it so much that you decide to keep on coming back and that you decide to be a part of the Poetically Saved family. For all of the Poetically Saved family members who have been rocking with me since I first started, I'm glad that you came back. I appreciate you so much. Um, So, I just realized that it's been exactly one month since I last posted anything. And the reason, the honestly, like the biggest reason as to why is the title of this podcast. So as you can see, the title is Fasting Isn't Easy, But It's Necessary. So today I'm going to be talking about um, prayer and fasting. So basically, um, I'm going to go more into that, of course, as I talk on my podcast. I don't know, you guys, I'm just drawing a blank right now. And if you're new, I do not edit any of my podcast it's just raw and uncut so it's gonna be some ums and some pauses and sometimes I use the wrong words so yeah it just it is what it is but before I even get into what we're gonna be talking about I always pray first so whatever your prayer posture is go ahead and get into that so we can talk to Jesus real quick dear heavenly father thank you for this day thank you for all that are listening right now, whatever time you're listening to it, um, whether it's the start of their day or whether it's, it's the end of their day, Lord, I pray that it touches their hearts, Lord Jesus, and that it just helps them in whatever way that they specifically need it. Please use me to deliver this message to them and just help them in the way that you know they need it more than anything, Father God. Bless them and keep them in your holy name, we pray. Amen. So... The verse of today, um, I actually have two verses of the day, and these have been two of the main scriptures that I have really been, um, I won't say focusing on so much, but that have really like ministered to me uh, while I was fasting. So the very first one is Philippians 4, 6 through 8. This is from the NLT version. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. The second one kind of correlates with that one as well. And it is Colossians. I'm sorry, you guys. It is Colossians 3, 1, and 2. And this is also from the NLT version as well. It says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. 
I picked these two scriptures in particular because these really helped me to um, help to refocus my mind. Um, for those of you that don't know, back in June and July, I spoke about this in my last podcast or the podcast before that. And I just spoke about how I was in a spiritual rut and how, you know, um, I was just in a dark place, like mentally and emotionally. And it was just weighing on me really heavy and it affected my um, my spirit as well. And I really wasn't reading my word or really um, spending time with God and, and in prayer and things like that. Like I normally do. I was just in a really just I was in a spiritual rut really bad. And I just spoke about the things that I did. Um, to help me get out of that. So if any of you are experiencing that, please don't feel like you're by yourself because it's it's normal. You're not the only Christian that, you know, goes through those things where you just don't feel like praying or you don't feel like reading your word and you're just exhausted, especially with everything that's going on right now with this pandemic. It's normal for you to feel that way, but you just can't stay in that place. Like, I, and I know it's difficult trying to like, pull yourself out of it but you really have to pull yourself out of it and I know it's possible to do it because I've done it um and like I said it's not easy but it's definitely possible and so those two scriptures in particular the main thing that they speak about is not worrying about anything and just keeping your focus on God keeping your focus on heavenly things you know things that are pure and lovely things that are admirable all of those things are of God. And when you're going through a spiritual rut, especially, it's so important to refocus your mind onto God to get you out of that. And a big way that um, helps me to get out of that spiritual rut is fasting. Um, and when I first, I first started my fast on July 1st, and I intended on doing it up until July 31st, and I did. I did it for the whole um, 31 days. But as I talked about previously like I said when I was in my spiritual rut the first like I want to say like week and a half almost two weeks you know I was trying to get up out of it and I was trying to like slowly but surely read more but I was still going through it but after I finally pulled myself up out of it and I said I'm gonna make time to read I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make time to pray I'm gonna make time to you know devote to God and not go off of my feelings that definitely helped me as well. And so then fasting on top of that really helped me to hear from God, really helped me to um, just get back into a, a better place, to get my mindset especially back into a better place. Because um, this week I went back to work. For those of you that don't know, I am a high school English teacher. So we are currently in pre-planning. We came back on Monday and I'll be going back next week as well of course to continue pre-planning because the first day of school is august 17th so i definitely needed to get back into a better headspace mentally emotionally spiritually before i started back school because that is stressful in and of itself so the first thing about fasting the importance of it so as christians fasting is necessary and it really is really, in my opinion, and, and how I see fasting, I believe that it's really a requirement as a Christian in the sense of like, think of an athlete, think of a, especially a pro athlete, you know, they don't become pro athletes. They don't become better if they don't practice. Like practice is a requirement for them to grow, to be stronger, to be better. 
And so that's how I see fasting for Christians. Like fasting is meant to help us to grow in our spiritual maturity, to grow closer to God, um, to grow in our walk with God. It's meant to just, it's really meant to nourish us. It's really meant to help us. And it's, it's like, if you don't fast, I just feel like you just won't get the, the, like as much fulfillment. You won't get the full fulfillment of your relationship with God. And I say that from experience and I'm going to get into my own fasting experiences as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a vital. Fi- see, that's my first slip up. It's a vital part of the Christian walk. And, um, if you didn't know, I'm gonna tell you right now that Jesus, yeah, he, he fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. And I just feel like if Jesus, my Lord and Savior, and if you're saved, your Lord and Savior, if he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he ain't, he had no food, he had no water, he had nothing. Like, he consumed nothing. So, if he could fast, I just feel like, and if we're supposed to um, try to be more like Jesus, if he's the blueprint for us as Christians as to how we should live and, you know, who we should be, then that that means that we should fast as well. It's, it's really important. So, he fasted after John the Baptist baptized him. And the Holy Spirit actually led him into the wilderness. And, excuse me, yeah, led him into the wilderness so that he could fast. And Luke 4, 1 and 2 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, that's where he was baptized, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. So, not only was he fasting from food and from drinks like he didn't have anything and then he's in the wilderness so you know he was mad thirsty because even though he was also God he was man as well so the things that we feel like hunger and thirst he felt those things too and so he's out in the wilderness and he's being tempted by the devil so not only are you hungry you thirsty but now you have to deal with this with the devil tempting you just nagging you every single day well, I don't know if it's every single day, but I guess I, I am under the assumptions every single day because it says, you know, for 40 days and for 40 nights, the enemy, you know, tempted him. So, but yeah, so Jesus fasted and it's important to fast because after he finished his fast, he began his ministry with the strength and the power of the spirit. So, of course, as a son of God, he already had it. He already had power and strength, but the fast made him stronger, and it gave him even more power. Luke 4, 14 and 15 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So the first line says that then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So after he was baptized, and then after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, that is when he began his ministry. That's when he officially began, you know, performing miracles and doing things like that was after all of this happened. So, again, fasting is so important. Like, 
And so being filled with that power, Jesus was able to fulfill his God-given purpose. Luke 4, 18 and 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and, to re- and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That was Jesus who said that. And so he, he said it in the first line, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he's telling them, listen, everything that I'm doing, I, I, I'm doing it because the, the spirit of, of God is, is within me. I'm performing these miracles um, on behalf of God, my father. I'm doing what he's called me to do. I have come to set all of you who are in bondage free. You're going to be free by my blood that is going to be spilled. Um, I've come to, you know... Help all those who are in need, help the sick, help the poor, and not only poor, you know, in finances or even sick in your health, but poor in spirit. Um, those who are sick with, with their mental or emotional states or even sick in their spirit, like that is what he came to fulfill. And all this happened after he fasted and was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we as Christians, like, you know, there are certain things that we have to overcome. There are certain things that we are facing that we have to um, fast. And in order to overcome these things or in, in order to, you know, get clarity from God, to, to hear from God about what we should do in certain situations. So fasting is, is very important. And as a person who has fasted over these past three years, I fasted multiple times. I really, every single time I come out of a fast, like, I just, I, I feel better. I feel different. God has, God always speaks to me. And, um, yeah, it's just important. So I say that to say, like, you know, if you've never fasted before or if you've, like, you have family or friends who might have fasted or you see other people who have fasted and you've never done it before, or, you know, you just, you just don't see a point to it as a Christian or if you're not a Christian, I'm sharing this with you because at, at one point, you know, I knew about what fasting was. Um, for those that don't know either, I was saved when I was four years old. So basically, I've grown up in the church. Like, I've, I've my basically my entire life has been in the church. And so, you know, I've heard the word fasting. You know, I've heard the, the story about Jesus fasting in the desert. Um, I've heard different scriptures about fasting, but... You know, fasting wasn't ever something that I had experienced for myself. Like, I never fasted until I was a grown adult. And I'm going to talk about that later. But, yeah. So, I wish that I had realized the importance of fasting sooner. But everything happens for a reason, so better late than never. So, hopefully, if you're contemplating it or if you've never even thought about fasting, maybe after hearing this, you know, God will will speak to you and, you know, call you to a fast. The second thing I want to I tell you guys about is how we are called to fast. So number one, the number one thing for me, especially when I'm fasting, is to be mindful of the things that you watch and listen to. You know, we should be mindful of that in general, um, especially as Christians, just because these things that you're watching, these things that you're listening to, you might not realize it, but they get into your your mind, they get into your spirit, they they affect you. 
And so if you're constantly watching TV shows or movies or playing music that, you know, glorifies sex, that glorifies, you know, that has cursing in it, um, that just glorifies everything that's not of God, you're not realizing that it really is getting into your mind or into your spirit and that it's affecting the way that you think, the way that you respond to people, the way that you act, like it really does affect it. And so when you're fasting, you're already in a state of being vulnerable. And, you know, most people, when they fast, they fast from food, whether you're fasting from a certain food group, like you're choosing to fast from sugar, or whether you're fasting for certain periods of the day, you're in a vulnerable state. And I would also like to say that when you're fasting, it's meant to be a sacrifice. You're supposed to sacrifice something that you're that you truly desire something like that you truly enjoy so of course like we desire as human beings and we enjoy food because you know God created us to you know eat food to to get our physical nourishment to get the things that we need physically and so when you fast from food that is you basically showing God humbly like God I'm sacrificing and I'm, I'm giving up this thing that my flesh really wants this thing that my flesh really likes and desires, I'm giving it up for you because you are more important to me than this thing. Like you are more important to me than eating sugar because I absolutely love sugar. So it's not a real fast if you're not giving up something that you enjoy. Like if you never eat like cookies and ice cream except for on certain occasions like birthdays or things like that, and you say, oh, I'm going to fast from that, you're not sacrificing anything because it's not like, you eat that all the time. It's not like you really truly enjoy it and you constantly desire it. That's not you dying to yourself by being like, oh, I'm, I'm going to fast for something that I don't already enjoy or, or eat constantly. So whenever you do choose to fast, just be mindful of that. Like, Don't just pick something just to pick it and, and just say like, oh, I'll fast from sugar because everybody else is fasting from sugar. If you don't eat sugar, don't do that. Fast from something that you really enjoy. Fast from something that you really desire to to have so yeah so during this time because you're already vulnerable from your fasting from like I said a, a certain food group or food groups or during a certain time period you are vulnerable so you have to be even more focused on what you're ingesting like you you really have to be and you have to make sure that you're listening to and you're watching things that will grow your heart mind and most importantly your spirit closer to God you have to be feeding your spirit not feeding your flesh so if you're listening to world worldly secular music and watching you know all these tv shows that have nothing to do with Jesus or that have nothing to do with God then all you're doing is feeding your flesh and you're starving your spirit and that's that's not that's not going to help you in your fast to do what you're striving to accomplish. Like if you're fasting because you need direction from God about a a decision that you have to make. And if instead of you listening to more sermons and instead of you playing more worship music and, you know, reading more of his word, reading more, um, Christian books, instead of you doing that, you're doing the opposite of that. It's like, you can't expect to hear from God if you're feeding your flesh and not feeding your spirit. So the more you feed your spirit, the more, of course, like I said, you'll get stronger in your spirit and you'll be able to accomplish what God um, 
what you're trying to do as you're fasting because God is giving you that, that power and that strength. Like it said, like, you know, the Holy Spirit gave Jesus that power that he needed to accomplish what God called him to do. So if you're asking God for direction or for help to do something or whatever the case may be, you, you need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in order to actually do that. And you also have to be mindful of the enemy as well. Because he will try to do even more to cause you to stumble while you're fasting because he knows the importance of it just like you do. So if he tempted Jesus while Jesus was fasting, he will also tempt us. Like we can't think that we're exempt from it because everything that Jesus endured and went through are the things that we experience as well. So there's nothing that Jesus or that we have felt or gone through that he has not already gone through as well. That's the whole point of God sending him in the form of a man so that we could understand that our Savior is genuinely empathetic to everything that we've ever felt, everything that we've ever dealt with. Like he's felt sorrow. He's felt despair. He's felt joy. He's felt peace. Like all of these things that we have felt, he has felt. And so in the same way, when he was fasting and, and the enemy came and was trying to, to tempt him and was trying to get him to, you know, fall into things that weren't of God. It's the same way that the enemy is going to try to tempt you. And all the things that trigger you, he knows all the things that trigger you. For example, for me, I have a lot of patience when it comes to certain things. Like, for example, I said that two different times. What's wrong with me? I'm already in an example. Lord Jesus, help me. I'm so sorry, y'all. But as a teacher, I have a lot of patience. Um, as teachers, you have to have a lot of patience, more patience than the average individual because you are constantly repeating yourself. You're constantly teaching the same things over and over again all day, every day. Like you're just doing the same things on replay all day. So, you know, on any given day, I can hear the question, what are we supposed to be doing? About 20 times in one class period alone. So I'm constantly having to repeat myself over and over again. So I have a lot of patience when it comes to teaching, when it comes to my students. But I don't have a lot of patience when it comes to driving. And it's not me, it's other drivers. I don't have a lot of patience when it comes to, I wouldn't even say patience, I don't have a lot of tolerance when it comes to other drivers because I live in Atlanta. I used to live in Columbia, South Carolina, and they don't know how to drive in Columbia either. But here in Atlanta, it's a whole other breed of people. Like these people here, every single day I drive, I'm like, wow, I never would have thought to drive like that a day in my life. Like every single time I think, oh, these people can't drive no crazier. Like they can't get no more wild than they already are because there's no way possible that you out here driving like that. And it's just like, I, but I've seen it all. And every time I say I've seen it all, I see something else that makes me be like, oh, wait, no. Now I've seen it all. So when it comes to these people, I have a very low tolerance for people that drive reckless, that drive crazy, that cut you off, that drive too close to you, blah, 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 blah. And so normally when I'm fasting, I'm hyper aware of that. So it's like when I get in the car, well, I pray every single time I get into my car anyways. Um, that's just a, a normal habit of mine, just for God's protection and just, you know, over me as I'm driving from 
yeah, just from other people and to make sure that I'm a good driver as well. But when I'm fasting, I pray even more to be like, God, give me patience. God, help me to, you know, just be more aware because I know that that's an area of weakness for me. That's an area where I stumble and the enemy is going to try to use that to get me to stumble because the enemy is such a loser. Like he's really a bum. Um, if you've never heard anybody call Satan a bum before now, it's the first time for everything because he really is a bum and he's really not even clever. He's not even, he's not smart at all. Um, he uses the same type of like tactics just in different ways. And once you learn the things that trigger, that, that aggravate you, like once you learn like, okay, so this thing aggravates me, this thing bothers me. You can be more aware of it, not only when you're fasting, but just in general. So that way, if the enemy tries to come in and like, you know, throw in a monkey wrench, and get you to stumble, you'll be more aware like, oh, uh-uh, this is just the enemy trying to steal my joy. Or this is just the enemy trying to get me to be in a bad mood because I prayed this morning and I have all this joy and this peace right now. He's trying to come in and give give me this um, this bad negative mindset. For the rest of my day. So I'm not even going to let him. That's how you have to think. Like I said in general. But especially when you're fasting. You can't let people get the best of you. And I know it's easier said than done. But you really can't let people get the best of you either. Because when you're fasting. like Your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Are in a different kind of focus. A different kind of posture. You need to be completely you know, focused on God. And focused on what he's doing in you. And, and, and what you're trying to receive and receive and get from God as you're fasting as well. So you, you don't have time to, you know, let other people get the best of you and you end up cursing this person out. And I don't mean using curse words, but I mean, if you do use curse words, try not to. You don't have time to be cursing this person out on the highway. You don't have time to, you know, get frustrated and just be like, oh, well, I was having a good day, but now my day is ruined because of this one rude person. Like, you don't have time for that because that's, that's going to take your focus off of God and off of what you're trying to do in, in this important time in your life. Secondly, your intentions for fasting should be genuine. Um, you should be doing it to grow closer to God, to seek answers from him, to pray and intercede for other people, um, to break through difficult situations or habits. You know, there are a few different reasons that, that we fast or that we should be fasting for. And so your intentions should be genuine. Like you shouldn't um, be, be trying to fast for superficial reasons. Like change won't happen if you're only doing it because you feel like you have to in order to seem like a quote unquote good Christian. Or if you're doing it to please other people. Like, you have to do it because you genuinely are like, God, I really need your direction on this situation. I really need your guidance. I need to hear from you. Or, God, I really want to grow closer to you. Or, I want you to, you know, help me to break this habit. Help me to break these chains. And and whatever the case may be, like, you have to be genuine about it. And you have to keep in mind that you can't fool God. You can fool your, you know, your family members, your friends, your coworkers fellow church members with the way that you carry yourself and blah, 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 blah. And you can fool other people, but you can't fool God. And so he knows if you're doing it genuinely and from, you know, a place of um, truly seeking him 
or if you're just doing it to, to try to like to, to try to basically put on for other people like put on as if you're this good Christian like oh I fast all the time and oh I'm fasting right now um as we speak I'm just oh I'm trying to grow closer to God I'm fasting right now oh, I can't oh oh Cindy these cupcakes they look amazing but I'm actually fasting right now I can't have sugar yeah I'm fat like yeah buddy that ain't that ain't it and that's that's not what it's for and on top of that God is not pleased when you do that anyways um point Blake in the period um and I'm actually that's going to lead into the next point where I just talked about but I'm gonna read the scripture for you real quick before I, I tell you that part so this is Isaiah 58 5 the amplified version <clears throat> so it says is a fast such as this what I have chosen, a day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul? Is it only to bow down in his head like a reed and to make sackcloth and ashes as a bad, pretending to have a repentant heart? Do you call this a fast and a day pleasing to the Lord? So, that right there basically is saying, if you're going to act fake humble and have your head bowed down, like as if you're just so humble and you're just, Oh, and you know, like, um, in, in the Bible, when people, um, make sackcloth and, and put on ashes and things like that, it's, it's to show humility and it's really like to show that they're like distressed to show like usually sorrow, um, like sadness and things like that. So, you know, it's saying like, are you like bowing your head down low? Are you putting on the sackcloth or do you have, are you putting ashes on, on yourself to show people that you're just, oh, I'm so humble and I'm fasting, like, are you pretending to have a repentant heart? Are you just putting on a front for other people to seem as if you're this this great person when really you're not being genuine? And that's not pleasing to God whatsoever. 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 But this is how you should fast. So this is from Isaiah 58, 6-8, the Amplified Version. Rather, is this not the fast which I choose? To undo the bonds of wickedness, to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break apart every enslaving yoke. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house? When you see the naked that you cover him and not to hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood, then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing or restoration and new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, leading you to prosperity. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. That's how you should fast. It speaks about how we, when you're fasting, you know, the, the bonds of wickedness will be undone. Yokes will be undone. And yokes are just like heavy burdens. Like whether, like, you know, like, and it's usually like the heavy burdens of, of sin. Those things will be broken off of you. You won't have to carry that burden anymore. Um, you will, like, like people who, who are oppressed will go free and, and anything that's enslaving you that will also be broken you'll share with other people like you'll you'll clothe those who are in need you'll feed your brothers and sisters you'll do what's pleasing to God and that will bring you restoration that will heal you that's the way that we're supposed to fast you're not supposed to do it to where you know you're just trying to please other people and make it seem as if you're just oh so holy and sanctified because by, by you doing that, you're not actually getting anything from the fast because you're not being genuine. So you're doing it for other people to put on a show. And 
God is like, how do you expect for me to really do what I'm trying to do within you? Try to, you know, break any chains that are still on you to help you break any bad habits, to break any bondage that you're still in, to help you have healing from the trauma, from your past hurt. If you're putting on a show, like your heart is not in a posture of humility and being genuine. So how do you expect for God to to move within you and to heal you if you're not even genuinely trying to be healed? Or if you're not genuinely trying to seek God and all that he has for you while you're fasting? And so that is why this leads me into the next point of how we are called to fast. You should do it discreetly. That to me is one of the most important parts as well. Because it's not for everyone to know. The only ones who might know are the other people you're fasting with. So for example, if you're fasting with a friend or family or your church, of course, those people will know because you're fasting with them. That's different. And you know, like you're fasting together, like, and that'll help you to have people that are holding you accountable, people that are praying for you and people that are, um, people that are encouraging you as well as you're all fasting together. But if you're fasting by yourself, don't tell everyone. For example, for me, many times I fasted, actually. Um, Most of the time I fast is me fasting by myself. And um, the only only person that I have told about that is my mother. And the reason for that is, um, one, so that if anything were to happen to me physically, um, like if I were to get lightheaded um, at work or if anything like that happened, at least one person who I know and and trust would know like, oh, okay, like she's feeling like this because she's been fasting or, you know, for, for health reasons as well. Um, and, and for two, for accountability, as I just said, for her to, to be praying over me and to encourage me many times when I've been fasting. And of course, like she is the only one who actually knows. And so if I'm talking to her, and, and I'm driving, and if a person is, you know, doing the absolute most, and I start talking about that, and I get aggravated, she'll quickly come in, and she'll be like, hey, don't, you know, pay those people any, any attention, because keep in mind what you're doing, keep in mind what is most important to you right now, like, don't let, uh, don't let those things get the best of you, because that's not where your focus needs to be, like, that's the enemy trying to get your focus elsewhere, focus on God, and so that helps me to be like, okay, you're right. And so that's her encouraging me. And then, you know, of course, her praying over me that I stay strong and that I stay steadfast as well as I'm fasting. So I feel like it's okay to tell like one other person or one, maybe two other people um, so that those people, again, can hold you accountable, can help you to stay on track with it and be like, hey, you know, you said you're, you're fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So why are you trying to eat this food at 630 at night, you know, or just to encourage you like, hey, like stay encouraged, you know, God is doing some awesome things in you keep it up. But it it doesn't mean for you to go and tell all kind of people like it's your people, your people, people at your job should not know that you're fasting. Even your entire family should not know that you're fasting. If you're married, of course, you're spouse will know or even if you're just dating your significant other it's like I'm sure that they would know as well that you're fasting and 
like I said, maybe possibly even one close friend or maybe like a, a church member that you're really close with as well that you know will pray over you and, you know, encourage you. But it needs to be a very minimal, like, amount of people that actually know. That's, like, that's, that's what's important. Because like I was saying before, if you're just doing it to please, to please other people, if you're just doing it to get, oh, my gosh, like, she's so holy and sanctified because she's fasting. I don't know how you do it. If you're just doing it to get applause from other people, from, from men and women, you're doing it for the wrong reason and God isn't pleased. Like, it's like you're, you're not doing it how you're supposed to be doing it. And so on top of that, on top of you not telling other people, you also shouldn't look as if you're fasting. Because normally, if you're fasting, depending on how you're fasting or on what you're fasting from, you might be weaker. Like, for example, if you're only eating during certain time periods in the day, you know, and, and if during those time periods that you're fasting, you're actually at work. So you're doing things like you're you're moving around, you're you have stuff going on, so you're using up your energy and you don't have that much because during that time you're fasting. Of course, it's it's a lot easier for you to look just oh my gosh, I'm just so weak and blah 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 blah. No, even then you shouldn't look weaker than usual. You shouldn't look tired more tired than you usually do. And you just shouldn't look like you're like just not like yourself. Like you shouldn't look as if you're just just so just oh I'm distraught and I'm so weak right now and can't can't you can't you tell that I'm just not myself right now? Like say the theatrics because I'm gonna be honest with you, don't nobody care. Like and I'm 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 gonna keep it another buck with you. God don't care either about you being like oh. God, can't you see me? If anything, he he tells you to do the opposite. Um, in Matthew six, Jesus himself says, "And whenever you are fasting, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they put on a sad and dismal face, like actors discoloring their faces with ashes or dirt, so that their fasting may be seen by men." I assure you, and most solemnly say to you. They already have their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head as you normally would groom your hair and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's Matthew 6, 16 through 18, the Amplified Version. Don't be like the hypocrites who only fast to get applause from other people. Because like he said, they have already received their reward. God is going to handle that. God, 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 God. What? God has something for them. For them basically like putting on a show. Like they're putting on a sad and dismal face. And the people, and I know people like that. I've encountered people like that who when they're fasting, first of all, they they tell you about it, so that's strike one. And then strike two, they look as if they're just, oh, oh, girl, I'm going through it right now. I'm fasting right now. Like, Cindy, you ain't got to tell me every, you know, two seconds that you fast and like, oh, I can't eat this because I'm fasting. Oh, I can't do it. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I really, it's really not going to, like, make me be like, oh, my gosh, you're so impressive because you're fasting. 
because that's not anything. If if we're really being real about it, fasting as Christians should not be seen as anything that's impressive. Like, if anything, all Christians should be fasting regularly. And it wasn't until this last fast that I completed that um, that I, I learned and realized that we as Christians should fast regularly. There's a woman I was watching on YouTube. I can't remember what her YouTube name is. She was an older woman, and she was just talking about how, um, talking about, um, I don't think she was, she was talking particularly about fasting, but somehow fasting came up, and she was just like, you know, uh, me and my sisters from church, we fast every weekend. Like we, like every, every single weekend we are fasting. And so I encourage you as well to, you know, fast every single week as well, because as Christians, like we're, we're called to fast. Like it's, it's a part of our journey to fast and, and, you know, fasting just makes us stronger in our spirit. It goes us closer to God. It helps us to hear his voice even clearer. And she really opened up my eyes in a way where I was like, wow, I never knew that either because again, growing up, I really only very briefly heard about fasting. I never really heard about the importance of it. I didn't even know that it was really like mandatory for Christians to fast because I had never experienced a Christian that fasted. Really, I I had never even like experienced a person who actually went through um, an actual fast. I thought that fasting was just like, oh, it's optional. Like as Christians, you know, God says that we should, but we really don't have to. And so I was like... You know, that actually does make sense to fast, you know, every single week because if fasting just makes us more spiritually mature, it grows our faith, it grows us stronger, it grows us um, even stronger in our walk with God, it grows our relationship with him. Like, why, why wouldn't we do it every single week? That made a whole lot of sense to me. And from that point, I decided that's what I'm going to do for myself. I'm not going to tell you how or, you know, when or however, because again, that's none of your business. But I am going to do it more regularly because, again, I understand the importance of it. So, I think I got a little bit off track with that. But yeah, just this, like the whole point of that to sum it up is just, again, when you're fasting, don't tell nobody besides, like I said, a couple of people that are really close to you to help you out. And then number two, don't look as if you're fasting. Okay? Like, make sure that you keep a smile on your face as much as possible. Make sure that you try to continue to be how you normally are so that nobody thinks, you know, something is different about you or asks, like, oh, like, what's wrong? Because really, like, I mean, when you're fasting, nothing is wrong. You just be hungry. Um... <laughs> So, and now, uh, lastly, uh, I'm going to just talk about my own fasting experiences. Um, I told you guys about the background about how I didn't really know the importance of fasting. And it wasn't until the fall of 2017 that I decided to fast for myself. Um, That summer, I had been doing some research about fasting because I wanted to know more about it. Um. Basically, the whole beginning of 2017 and like the end of 2016, I had been growing closer to God. I had been growing my own relationship with God and not just, you know, 
praying before I go to sleep, praying over my food or whatever, reading the Bible every blue moon. It was few and far between when I actually did read the Bible, but I was being more intentional with my walk with God. And I believe I might have been reading more scriptures and things like that were coming up about fasting or I just was more interested. I'm not really quite sure what sparked my interest to really like learn more about fasting, but it happened and I'm glad it did. And so I learned about the importance of it. I learned about, you know, like um, why Christians are called to fast, why it's so important for us to fast. And so I decided to fast myself. Um, So, yeah, so that time I fasted, I just fasted to grow closer to God um, and just to gain some direction from him as to where and what I should do. Because at the time, I took up a semester from school so that I could save up money to get a car because I needed to do student teaching. And if you don't know what that is, basically in order to become a teacher, you have to spend a semester of your time shadowing um, an experienced teacher. And that's where you get your, your own experience by doing lesson plans and teaching lessons, blah, 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 blah. And so where I lived and where my school was was about 45 minutes to an hour away from each other. And I did not have my own car at the time. So... I already had all of my classes um, taken care of. Like, I already passed all the classes I needed to take in order to student teach. I just did not have a car. So I said, God, I felt led to take off that semester. So I was obedient. I took off that semester. And so I was working at Amazon, I remember. And I was doing more of my research or whatever, and I finally was like, okay, God, I'm going too fast. I can't remember what month it was, maybe October or November. I know it was the fall. And so I was fasting during certain times of the day. So basically, while I was at work, I was not eating any food. Um, I can't really quite recall the hours. I know I ate breakfast, but I know from like, I can't really even quite think. I I know I used to get to work at like 7.30. So I think I might have been fasting from like 7 to sometime in the evening after I got off work. So basically, I'm working at Amazon. I'm a picker, which means I'm constantly walking. And all I could consume, consume was water. I did like that intentionally as well because I knew that my flesh would be craving that food even more during that time period. But I wanted to really make a sacrificial... um, declaration humbly to show God that I really was trying to you know grow closer to him um grow my grow more spiritually mature and to really just get guidance and direction from him and that's exactly what happened as well and during that time I was also blessed with um my first car which was really exciting as well so that was my first time of doing it I really don't quite I really don't quite help me. It's late right now, you guys. It's almost 12 o'clock in the morning, so please excuse me. I don't quite recall for how many days exactly that I actually was fasting that first time, but I just know that it really did open up my eyes to how important and just how beautiful fasting really was. I just felt closer to God in a way that I never, like, felt before. 
And if you think about it, it really does, even if you're fasting to get like guidance or direction from God, or even if you're fasting to, you know, break certain strongholds and things like that, growing closer to him is, is in, it's going to happen. Um, it's impossible for it not to happen because of the simple fact that when you're um, abstaining from doing certain things that your flesh wants to do or eating certain things that your flesh wants to eat, you have to rely on the spirit. So that means that you have to be talking to God more. You have to be reading your Bible more. You have to be relying on scripture so that in the middle of the day when you're hungry and you're starving and you just, and you want to just give in and, and eat a cracker, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance scriptures about fasting or scriptures about staying encouraged and staying strengthened, strengthened in God. So it's going to happen because you're leaning more on the Spirit and less on your flesh to sustain you, to keep you going as you're fasting. And so since that time... I fasted, I, I tried to count, I think it's nine, but I, I want to say either nine or ten times from 2017, the fall of 2017 up until now, the almost fall of 2020. So, yeah, I fasted for just different reasons, for different lengths of time, lengths of time. Um, sometimes it's just for clarity or guidance on a certain situation and, you know, those Oh, I think it might have been, yeah. I think it's been 10 times. I'm sorry, I was thinking to myself. But yeah, I usually fast to get clarity or guidance on a certain situation. Um, especially if I feel like I've been asking God about it and I feel like either I'm not hearing from him or I'm not sure if it's him talking to me, I'll fast so I can really, you know, get some more clarity, have have some more focus on God's voice. Um to hear from God and just to glo- to hear from God clearly and to grow closer to him. Like I said, in this last time I fasted, when I was in that spiritual rut, I really needed to hear from God. And I needed to grow closer to him because I was in a place where I just felt so far from him and I felt like I wasn't hearing from him. And I know he was still talking to me um, because I, I was hearing his voice and, and he was speaking to me through different mediums as well, but... Again, I let my emotions and negative thoughts really dictated my actions. And then to break certain chains or um, like bondage or habits that were hindering me from my relationship with God and or my purpose. So sometimes there are certain um, strongholds, certain um, bad habits that we still have, whether it's like you think negative thoughts constantly, or, you know, like you have a habit of just getting angry easily, whatever the case may be, like whatever it is that's hindering you from being more like Jesus, from growing closer to God, from spending more time with him or from walking in your purpose. I have fasted for those reasons as well. Um, to, to just get that extra, strength that power from the holy spirit to enable me to um really break that habit or to really break out of that bondage that i might have been still in um and every fast that i've been in has been different in a good way and god speaks to me and grows me in ways that i really never even imagined um 
every time I fasted for a, a specific thing, God has poured even more into me or grown me in ways I wasn't I wasn't initially intending to grow in. Um, like for example, this last time I fasted for two days, Saturday and Sunday, I fasted completely from food. So the majority of my fast was just I fasted from sugar. If you know me, I love cakes, cookies, ice cream, all that good stuff. Not really candy, but if it's like if it's cakes and stuff like that. I'm your girl. I fasted from junk food. I love junk food. I love to eat snacks and chips and stuff like that. Um, and I know that it's not good for you, but most of the things that we desire usually aren't good for us. And that's, that's why we have to fast, to break out of that. And what else? Oh, I also fasted during a certain time period of the day. That's usually like how I fast, if anything. Um, I fast during certain hours. Like, so this time I was only, I I was fasting from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So those were my hours. That was my window to actually eat. So anytime before 10 a.m., I could not eat. Anytime after 7 p.m., I could not eat. And I also fasted from social media as well. Um, that's also something that I fast from quite often as well. Um, my first fast from social media was in 2017. As Yeah, yeah in 2017, I fasted from social media during Lent. And every single time I fast from social media and then like I get back on it, I just have less of a desire to even be on it, to be honest. It's like when I spend time away from it, whether it's like a month or like two weeks or I usually fast for longer than two weeks. I usually fast for usually like a month minimum. But um, yeah, like whenever I fast from that, I don't ever want to go back to it. Like when I do go back to it, I'm kind of like, uh, this is just this is just something to do. Like when you're bored, it's really a waste of my time. And this last time when I got back on like Instagram and stuff like that, I was just like, this is a waste of my time. Like it's, it's some good stuff on there, some good people I follow, but a lot of it is just like, it's not feeding my spirit. So I'm really not interested in it. And so I fasted from all of those things for the entire month of July. Um, but again, like two weeks ago for two days, I fasted completely from food. And that was uh, about a week into me, like, getting back into reading and spending time with God and praying and things like that. I fasted for two whole days. The only person I knew about it was my mother, um, who lives out of state. I just wanted to tell her again for accountability, encouragement, prayer, and just for somebody close to me to be aware of what I was doing in case anything physically happened to me. This was my second time doing a fast from food completely. The first time I did it was back in August. And I did not make the whole 48 hours. I only made it to 43 hours. I was real close. But I fasted that time because I knew God wanted to send me to Atlanta. Um, but I just wanted to be for sure. I Like my family friend, who's a very, oh my gosh, she's a powerful, anointed prophet. She told me, you know, 
multiple times before that point. Like God is sending you to Atlanta to teach. And so up until that point, I hadn't heard it for myself. And so I wanted to hear from God myself. So that's why I fasted. I wanted to to be like, God, if that's where you want me to be, then you show it to me. I fasted. After that first day, God showed it to me in a dream. And so I knew right then and there that, okay, like you're, you're confirming for me that this is where you want me to go. Great, fantastic. And so then, you know, that very next day, I was doing pretty good during like the daytime, but when I tried to go to sleep, oh my gosh, it was so difficult. I felt like I was about to pass out. Like my head was, I just, I was going through it. I'm not even going to lie. I was going through it. But again, that was my first time fasting completely from food. So, I mean, most people, when they're doing that, they probably just start off with one day, but, you know, I always got to be extra. So I was like, let me shoot for two days. Didn't quite make it. This last time I did, I made it to 48 hours. And this last time, I'm not going to tell you guys why I was fasting this last time because it's personal, but God definitely gave me what I was seeking while I was fasting and then some. Like, God was talking to me about things and showing me things that I wasn't even intentionally trying to, you know, get more insight about or things that I didn't even realize or know. And that's what I was saying. Like, God will give you more of what, more than what you ask for, like, when you're fasting. You might be seeking God for clarity about one thing. And God, every single time I fast, God fulfills and God does in me what he knows my first intentions were of fasting and then some because God is, is a God of overflow. If, if you didn't know, like God wants to bless you exceeding and abundantly above all that, that you can ask or think. So you might just be thinking, God, I just want clarity about where I should move to. And then God gives you that clarity. And then God also gives you clarity about who your spouse is going to be or about, you know, where exactly you're going to live or about what exactly you're going to be doing when you get there, whatever the case may be, like God is going to really like move in you even more than he already does when you're fasting. That's just how awesome he is. So Lastly, before I let you guys go, because I'm realizing now that it's been like an hour. I'm so sorry. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. You're a real one. You're really loyal. And I just love you forever. Um, but yeah, I, I try to make these things short, but I just have so much to say. And I just feel like I know I need to say it. Because somebody needs to hear it. And so whoever needs to hear it, or even if it's only a part of this, or whether it's all of it, then the Holy Spirit has led that person to listen to however much that they need to listen to, or all of it. Whatever the case may be. But at whatever part you listen, I just hope and pray that you receive what you need. So, I know I say a lot, but it's because I love you lots. And it's because this is what has been placed on my heart to share with you. So, yeah, tips for fasting. If it's your first time fasting, like I just said a few minutes, however long ago, my first time fasting completely from food, 
I should have just shot for 24 and not 48 hours, but I thought I was stronger than I was. But I wasn't. But then again, when you're fasting, you're not relying on your strength. You're relying on the strength of God within you. But my flesh was just weak, I'll be honest. But I did I, I did pretty good. 43 out of 48 hours is not bad. Um, but just don't try to do too much. If you know that you're like the kind of person where it's like if you if you go even two or three hours without eating, that, you know, it'll be too much on you or if you have prior medical conditions that cause that you know like where you have to eat every couple of hours or during certain times like that like just just don't do too much like start off small if you know that you have to eat every five to six hours because you take medicine okay well then try to just fast for like two hours every single day try to or um or even if you can help it if your bedtime is 9 o'clock, try to not eat anything after 9 o'clock and just, you know, fast from that time up until you get up again, if you're able to. You know, there's not a certain kind of guideline or, like, you don't have, it's not a certain time frame or a certain, you know, structure you have to follow in order to fast. As long as you're showing God that you're sacrificing um, your flesh for him, as, as long as you're showing him humbly, like, God, I'm giving this thing up, I'm giving up this fleshy fleshly desire because I desire you more God is going to honor that and God is pleased with that so don't beat yourself up if you can't fast from six to six or if you can't fast for you know a whole day without food like it's okay it's really okay secondly you don't only have to fast from food you can also fast from other things I mentioned earlier that I fast from social media quite often um I think the longest I've ever like gone without being on Social media was from like August 2019 up until January of 2020, January or February of 2020. Um, And that wasn't a fast. That was more so I didn't want to be on social media because of what God was doing in my life at the time. And I wanted to just be focused on him completely. And I just didn't need any kind of extra voices or images or whatever the case may be clouding my mind. But being that, um, not using social media for that long of a time really made me just be like, I'm really over it, um, to be honest. But you can also fast from that as well. So if you're fasting from eating sugar, like, you know, no sweets or whatever, you can also fast from being on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you can fast from certain TV shows, certain music that you might listen to. Anything that's hindering you from growing closer to God or from walking fully in your purpose, you can fast from that. Like, it's really, it's up to you though. And even if you can't fast from, fast in the sense of, oh, I can't, you know, just not eat for certain hours during the day, that's fine. Then fast from a certain food group. If you know that because you, you take medicine or if you know that for whatever reason, Starting out, you can't fast for a certain period of the day where you're just not eating or even certain periods at night without eating. Then fast from things that you like. If you eat fast food every single day, fast from that. Cook at home. If you eat cake and cookies every single day, fast from all sugar. If you eat junk food all the time, if you're eating Takis and Hot Cheetos and Ho-Hos and whatever else, fast from that. 
anything that you really enjoy, anything that you desire and really want, fast from that because that's a sacrifice. Again, fasting is meant to be a sacrifice. You're meant to be sacrificing what your flesh wants because you desire God more. And my first time fasting, it was not easy. It's not going to be easy, especially when you're fasting from food because your body's so used to it. So used to you eating whatever you want, whenever you feel like it. So if your body's used to you eating fast food every single day and you cut it out, then of course it's it's going to be an adjustment to make it like the first few days is going to be the hardest. But really after you get over those first like three days, it gets much easier. Your body adjusts very quickly. And during those times, the times where it's difficult that is where you need to be pressing into God even more. When you're trying to fast from whatever food group or during certain times and when it's really hard for you and your flesh is starting to tempt you um, to go and eat when you know that you're still fasting for another hour or two or to go and get some chips when you know you're fasting from junk food, that's when you need to start praying even more. Just talk to God about it or pick up your Bible and read. Press into God more than you ever press into him when you're fasting because that's the only thing that's going to keep you strong. This last time that I fasted for the two days and I had no food whatsoever, I literally, like, I was just reading, playing worship music, talking to God, thinking about God. And, of course, food came up. Trust and believe. You got to think about food. Like, I, all kinds of food was just coming to my mind for the whole 48 hours, even in dreams. I was dreaming about foods I never even had. Dreaming about foods I hadn't had it since I was a kid. Okay, I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. Stuff that I'm just like, you don't even normally eat that. I'm dreaming about it. And it was tempting for me to just go into my fridge and just eat, but I, I chose not to. Like, I chose to stay strong and lean into God even more. The more hungry I felt, the more I leaned into God. Like, the more I looked to Him, the more I read, the more I played music. And I even stayed busy. I, got, I even got some things done that I, I've been meaning to do. Um, in my house, I got those things done. And it was things that I did not believe I could even have the energy to do while fasting. Because I felt so weak. But I was still able to do those things. And I told my mom, like I was like, God showed me that... Literally every single, every single thing I do, I don't do it on my own strength. I don't do it in my own might. God is the one who enables me. And it's like, I knew that, but until I got to a place where it was like, I'm running on like 36 hours of no food and I'm in here organizing my closet, like taking everything down, refolding everything. I organized my entire closet, threw stuff out, organized my dresser. Um, all of my clothes, like I did that. And at this point it was day two and it was getting closer and closer to nighttime. And I had energy to actually do it. And I was like, God showed me that. Listen, everything that you do, your strength comes from me. Whether you have a full stomach or an empty stomach, you need to rely on my strength to enable you to do everything that you have to do. So just keep in mind that you have to really just press into God even more. Like, oh my gosh, you have to press into him even more. 
than ever when you're fasting and just see how amazing you feel after. See how much stronger you feel. See how much closer you feel to God. Like, I promise you, you're going to feel better after. I promise. And I don't break my promises. So trust and believe me, like, when I say, just do it. Just try it. Even if you only fast for one day and even if you only fast from, you know, one thing during that one day, baby steps. You don't got to go full out like me and not eat for two days. I know some people who didn't, um, my previous pastor, I, I believe that he said that he fasted from eating completely for like three or four days. And I said, buddy, I don't know how you did it. I barely made it to, to hour 48. Like, as soon as 12 a.m. hit on Monday, I was eating, okay? I started cooking my food at, like, 11 p.m. Because I said, if I start cooking now, that means, like, when 12 a.m. hits, I'll be able to eat. That's how hungry I was. And it's okay because you're human. So, the fact that he even did three hours, not three hours, three days, I don't know if I could do it. And if I did, it'd be because God gave me the strength to do it. Not because... I myself had the strength. So yeah. Just just try it out. I know I was saying like a whole lot. I'm sure I said fast fasting about 50 times. But I had to share this with you guys because it was so important. And I wanted to get through my fast before I shared it with you because I did not want you guys to know while I was actually doing it what I was doing cuz again, discreet so I hope that you guys got something from this for you that are still here. So I appreciate you. I really, really do. And I really hope that this blessed you in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, you know, a Bible teacher. I'm not a youth pastor. I'm not any of that. I'm just a young woman who just loves God. And who loves to talk about God and who loves to share all that God is teaching me and all that he's doing through me and just his word. Um, I'm actually really glad to do this, even though it is extremely, well, not extremely late, it's extremely late for me because I've been going to sleep early because your girl be tired from work. But anyways, um, even though I am tired, I did want to get this out today because... It came to me in the middle of my fast to share this about like fasting and things like that. And so I wanted to to do it the day after I finished August 1st, but that didn't happen. And so better late than never. So I'm here now. So, yeah. I know I'm just rambling right now. It's probably because I'm tired. But like I said, I hope that you guys got something from it. Um, I'm no expert on God. I just love God and God is still working on me. Please don't think otherwise either. Don't think that, that I got it all together because I'm talking about A, B, C, D. It took me a while. It took me three years to get to this point in my relationship with God and in my knowledge of his word. And I'm still learning his word every single day, every single day. And all the things that I'm learning, I love to share it with people because somebody shared it with me. Whether I heard it from another pastor or I watched it from another um, Christian who talked about 
something I didn't know about or whether the Holy Spirit taught me through the word of God or just through him teaching me things. I love to share that with anybody I encounter, um, especially if you're listening to this and you are a young adult like I am or if you're a teenager or even if you're older doesn't matter like I want to share what I know about God and his word and what he has done and continues to do in my life to help me grow and to become more like him so that you can also grow and become more like him too and if I can just tell you like the number one tip of just starting to grow closer to God and just starting to hear his voice clearer is just to read his word I can't say it enough and like you you probably be like oh well how is that possible I listen the bible is so holy and anointed and and it's it's God's perfect word so just just don't question its power you might think oh it's silly like oh how can I hear God's voice more clearly because the bible is God's word the Bible is God's word on written paper for us to keep close to us, near and dear to our hearts, for us to meditate on and for us to read daily. And that's what I've been doing. And I've gotten not off track because I have been reading God's word every single day um, in the morning and at nighttime. I've been doing that for the past three weeks now, reading every single morning, every single night. But since I started back working this week, um, I haven't been reading as much or for um, as long in the morning or in the evening time because I've just been trying to adjust, but I've still made it a priority to read his word at the start of my day and at the end of my day because that's how important it is. And it's just about making God a priority and I'm still learning how to make God a priority and how to stay devoted to him. It's a process. So don't think that I got here overnight or don't think that the people that you admire who are Christians or who are pastors, influencers, that they got there overnight. If you talk to any of them, they'll tell you it took time. It takes years of healing. It takes years of trying to be devoted and consistent with God. And you're going to mess up where you might not read your word every single day. That's how I was for years, really up until like these past few weeks. That was me. I would I I might read like a devotional every single day, but actually like picking up my Bible or using the Bible app to read even a chapter of my Bible every single day. I was not doing that consistently. And I finally got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of making excuses. If I can spend time watching Netflix movies and TV shows and binging that for hours, that means I can spend time reading at least one chapter every single day of God's word. Even if you only read one chapter, even if you only read a few verses, start somewhere. As long as you're starting that, that's all that really matters. Nobody's asking you to read every single book of the Bible in two weeks, but just start. And for me doing that, for me spending time in God's word in the morning and in the evening time, Y'all, I'm telling you, it's getting into my mind, my heart, and my spirit so deep. And it's really changing and transforming me. Like, it really is. And, of course, I'm still imperfect. But I know that I'm progressing. 
I know that I'm progressing every single day. I know that God is, is working on me and helping me to become better every single day. And that's what matters the absolute most. And that's why I always say, like, growth is still growth, even if you only take baby steps. And I know I'm going on this, I guess, rant of some sort. But it's just because I just want you guys to just know how important it is for you to read the word of God and for you to understand that God is always talking to us. So if you ever feel like, well, God is talking to us most, most of the time. Sometimes God is quiet for a reason, but he'll speak to you at some point again. But 90% of the time, God is talking to us. And... I remember I heard a song lyric. Like it was it was this year I heard a song lyric um from this Christian uh rap duo. I can't think of their name right now. Oh, Social Misfits, I believe. And basically they were just um like like the lyric was saying like I think it was them. Don't quote me on this. Y'all know I don't really my memory. The point is this lyric was saying um you know, we can't say like, oh, I'm not hearing from God if we're not reading the word. And it's like, how can you expect to recognize his voice when everything else around you is so loud? You know, work is so loud. You know, your hobbies and stuff that you love to do is just so loud. Your thoughts, your like, and you know, thoughts that are just stressing you out, anxious thoughts, all of these, your emotions, everything around you is just so loud. So it's like, how do you expect to hear from God when you haven't been still enough, you haven't been quiet enough, you haven't been focused enough on Him to hear from Him? And the best way to learn His voice and to hear from Him more clearly every single day to know when it's Him speaking to you, even if He's whispering, is by reading. His word. And over these years, I have learned that God, most of the time, speaks in a still, small voice. God, usually when he's talking to you, is not loud. He is not boisterous. He is not, you know, he's not going to be speaking to you through a burning bush like he did with Moses. That would have been pretty cool, though. But most of the time, he speaks to you in a still, small voice. And I really believe that he does that because you can only hear that still small voice if you're still yourself. If you're quiet and at peace and if you're focusing on him. And the only way you can do that is if you make him the center of your thoughts, make him the center of everything that you do. And don't let yourself become consumed and too wrapped up in life. Because it's easy to get consumed or wrapped up and busy with everything to where you just, quote unquote, don't have time to spend with God. And I, I used to do that as well. I used to just be like, oh, I, I just don't have time. And I feel bad about it, but, but not bad enough to where I pick up my Bible and even read one chapter every single day. And it's just taking me getting to this point where I'm at right now. Like I said, just a few weeks ago is where I've, I was like, I have to be more consistent. Even if I only read one chapter a day, I'm going to read my Bible. And I've been doing it. And I'm going to keep doing it because that's how much I value my relationship 
with God. And that's how much I value God. And the things that we value are the things that we invest our time and effort, our money into. And above all else, God will always be the center of my life. He'll always be number one, even after I get married, even after I have children. Whatever happens in my life, God will always be number one. And until God is number one in your life, you cannot expect to get the fullness of the life that he desires for you to have. And I want you to have the fullness of the life that he wants you to have because I love you. And I don't want you to lack anything or to not receive the very best that God has for you all because you're just, you know, you're, you're just not focused on God as you should be. And of course, God is so awesome and his grace is so amazing that even even when you're not focused on him or even when we mess up and even when we deserve to get certain consequences, he comes in with his mercy and his grace and he gives us things. He blesses us with things that we didn't earn. He blesses us with things we can never earn his grace. But he blesses us with things just because he loves us. And he shows us mercy for situations where we deserve certain consequences. So don't get me wrong. God is still going to bless you and show you grace and mercy. But you can't walk in the fullness of joy of who God is until God is the center of your life. And so before I get into the closing prayer, if you have any prayer requests, or questions or topics that you want me to talk about, you can email me at brianag 95 at gmail.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-A-G95 at gmail.com. Or you can follow my Instagram at poetically sage underscore. Why did I say poetically like that? I'm so sorry, y'all. Poetically saved underscore. Basically, my podcast is my Instagram name, just with an underscore. Like I said, I'm not really on social media like that. I'm actually about to delete Instagram again. Not my account, just the app. So if you want to get in contact with me anytime soon, you're going to definitely have to email me because I'm not going to be on Instagrams as of late. But... All right, guys, we are about to pray. And for those of you that do not know, every single podcast, I also include a prayer for anybody who's listening who is not saved. And if you would like to become saved, all you have to do is just say this prayer after me and genuinely mean it. And boom, just like that, you are saved. So I'm just going to say my usual prayer. And then whenever I say this is a prayer for those of you who would like to be saved, just repeat after me. So, get into your prayer posture so that we can go ahead and talk to Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment with you. Thank you for all that you have placed on my heart to say and to share with all the people that are listening right now. Whether they're listening on the same day I post this or days, months, even years from now, Lord Jesus, I pray that this speaks to them, Lord. I pray that what you have shared with me to share with them.
helps them. It gives them revelation or clarity about things that they have also been inquiring about. Or even if they haven't been, Lord, I pray that it speaks to them and that it just ministers to them and helps them in all the ways that they need it, Lord. You know all that they're facing currently right now, Father God. And I just pray that you help them in not feeling anxious or fearful or worried, but to just trust in you, Father God, and just to look to you as their confident hope and assurance during this hectic time, Lord Jesus, just trusting that you are going to work everything out for their good because you love them. And so I pray that they rely on their faith in you and that they are strengthened and empowered by the Holy Spirit as they continue on every single day. And if they so choose to fast, Lord Jesus, I pray that you give them the guidance and the direction as to how they should fast and for how long and what they should fast from as well, Lord. And for those that are not saved, Lord Jesus, I pray that you touch their hearts, Lord. And as they say this prayer, I pray that they genuinely mean it, Lord, and that you do all that you desire to do within them and for them. So the prayer is, God, thank you for sending your son as a sacrifice for my sins. I believe he lived, died, and rose again just for me. Please change, transform, and renew me. I accept you now. Amen. So if you just prayed that particular prayer, congratulations, you are saved. I'm so happy for you. That's the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life. The angels are currently rejoicing right now because you have been saved. They are genuinely happy, and I am genuinely happy as well. God bless you. If you need any kind of prayer from me or if you need anything from me, again, just remember to email me at briannag95 at gmail.com. The song of the week is You're Welcome in This Place by Maverick City Music. Oh my gosh, I love this song. I love Maverick City Music, but this one in particular, I've been playing it on repeat for the last two weeks. My neighbors are probably annoyed with it, but that's fine because it's a beautiful song. So I hope that if you listen to it, that it touches your heart and your spirit as well as it did for me. And please remember that growth is still growth even if you only take baby steps. God bless you. I love you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. And may God continue to just protect you and provide for you. See you guys later.